Good morning, everyone. My name is Dave, one of the ministers here, and great to be here with you. Look into James uh, as we come to the word. Let's pray that God would do his work in us as we hear it. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for your word, uh, and we pray that you would work in us by your spirit to give us understanding uh, so that we might not be those who uh, only hear, uh, but those who are able to listen and understand and be transformed by your word. Uh, we pray this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Saviour. Amen. Well, we're in week two of James, uh, Wisdom from Above series. And uh, if you don't know anything about James, uh, first thing to know is that James was the brother of Jesus, brother from the same mother, different father, of course. Uh, and James, you, you must know, he started out as a sceptic to his brother being God. Understandable, I think. Um, I would not think my brother is God either. But James's mind was changed, right? and his life was transformed when he saw his brother crucified and buried. Three days later, he saw him resurrected and glorified. Right? James became a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and a leader in the church in Jerusalem. And so now he's, he's writing this letter. He's writing to Jewish Christians uh, who are living outside of Jerusalem, uh, most likely because uh, persecution broke out against Christians in Jerusalem after the gospel started to spread. And so now they're living outside of Jerusalem uh, facing this persecution. But that's not the worst thing they're facing. Uh, James is writing because there is a greater danger uh, for the churches scattered around, and that is that worldliness is creeping into the church. So James is writing so they, they would not go the way of the world, but they would hear the wisdom of God, the wisdom from above, uh, listening to that, and then live God's way. And so he's writing for that. And last week we saw James got straight into the big issues. How do we persevere through the trials of life? Persevering in faith. And now he turns his attention uh, to think about those worldliness issues in the church. Right? Things like anger, favoritism, dead faith, taming the tongue, all things like that. But before he's going he's gonna to get to them in detail, a little bit later in the letter, before he gets there, uh, he wants to diagnose the root cause of all these problems. Right, James is a bit like a, a doctor. Who you go to him with all these issues, I've got all these symptoms, and the doctor can give you uh, one root cause, one diagnosis, one problem that's causing all those things. And so the root cause of their worldliness is that they have a failure to listen to the word of God. They're not listening to the word of God. And you would have seen, as we, as we read through James just now, that this, this passage has that theme running through it. It says, be quick to listen. Accept the word. Don't merely listen to the word. Right? And the word is called the implanted word or the perfect law that gives freedom. And what James is talking about with all these things is the gospel, right? the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? In the very kind of narrow sense, the gospel is the truth uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord, who died for our sins and rose again and is the uh, king of God's eternal kingdom. But in the broader sense, the gospel uh, was promised in the Old Testament through the prophets, uh, it was fulfilled through Jesus' life and death and resurrection. Then it was further explained in the New Testament 
by the apostles and the church. And so what we're really talking about here is as we talk about the gospel, we're talking about what we have in our Bibles. That is the word of God we have in our Bibles. And the root cause of all their problems that they're facing is a failure to listen to the word of God, a failure to obey what the word of God says. So really it raises the question for us here this morning, how are we going at listening to the word of God? How are we going? Well, we did a little survey a little while ago, you might remember, the NCLS, the National Church Life Survey, and one of the questions was this, how often do you spend time in prayer, Bible reading, and meditation? So if you were here, you would have answered that question, and uh, this is what came back, 39% of us, the first big blue column, uh, read the Bible every day or most days, or do those things every day or most days. Next one, 33% do it a few times a week. The next one is 5%, that is people that do it once a week. Uh, the next one is 14, which is less than once a week, occasionally. And 8% is hardly ever or never. Now, uh, don't be too discouraged by the, the low um, colours there, um, because 72% of us, those first two blue columns, most of us uh, are reading the Bible, meditating, praying uh, a few times a week at least. And that, is, that is encouraging. Uh, it's, it's a concern if you're not in the blue columns and you're in the, the orange-red columns. Like that is, you have a hearing problem there. Uh, but, but then to think about this, even if you're in the blue columns and you're hearing the word of God, doesn't mean you don't have a problem with listening. Right? It's, it's good to be hearing the word of God regularly, but that is, that's not the goal. Right? The concern that James has, and it should be our concern as well, is that just because you're hearing the word of God doesn't mean that you are listening to the word of God. Right? We could be people that are deceiving ourselves, as James says. So we could be people that read our Bibles, tick off the box in the plan, but then close the book and do nothing about what it says. We can be people who go to church and, and hear the word of God preached and we nod along and agree, but then we leave and nothing changes. We can be people who, who go to growth group during the week and, and we say all the right things, but then we leave the group and we don't do anything that we said we would do. Right? We can deceive ourselves by just being passive hearers of the word of God and not those active listeners that we should be. And so this is what we're looking at today uh, as we look at James. How can we not deceive ourselves, uh, but truly listen to the word of God? How can we do that as God's people? Now, uh, James, of course, has, has wisdom from above for us. It's God's wisdom, and uh, we're going to look at it this way as we go through the passage this morning. Uh, we're going to look at um, the, the fact that we've been transformed by God to listen to his word. Uh, then think about how we must then listen to be transformed. And then finally, thinking about how true listening is active listening. So we've got your Bibles, James chapter 1, uh, and we'll be beginning in verse 18. Because that was last week, but you'll remember that James pointed us to the greatest gift that God could ever give to us. That is new birth by the Spirit through the word of truth. What he's talking about there is that how God chose uh, to give us new birth through the Spirit 
uh, when we heard the gospel, the truth about Jesus, and believed in him. Uh, God gave us new birth. And the, look, the born-again person uh, is a new creation, and, and they have new desires. They have transformed desires for God. Right? No longer do they want to live the old way that they were living before they knew God, but they want to live God's way. Right? They, they desire the righteousness of God. That's what James calls it there in verse 20. They desire the righteousness of God. And what does that mean? Well, it's, it's not that righteousness of Christ that God clothes us with, where we are justified before God with no more sin, we are forgiven. It's not that kind of righteousness he's talking about. He's talking about the righteousness of life that comes to someone who is born again. Right? The way that they, they desire to be holy like God is holy, right? To change the way, to change the way they think and speak and act and feel, uh, to line themselves up with the Word of God. They have transformed desires, right? When you are born again, it's it's like a, it's like being a really thirsty plant. Okay, a really thirsty plant just needs a lot of water. Right? The Christian that is born again needs the water of the Word of God. We are thirsty for that, for that word because we have been transformed to desire it and to want to grow in righteousness as we read God's word. But, but what do we see, uh, I guess, the Christians that James is writing to are doing here? They're actually not living that way. Right? They're actually they're plagued by anger, we see. And if you read through the letter, you'll see that there is bitter envy among them, selfish ambition, coveting in their hearts right, and this anger is just causing all kinds of disorder in the church conflict and fighting and quarrels and so James is writing to he's going to address that in more detail sort of later in the letter but here he wants to address that root cause of the problem it's a listening problem so have a look at verse 19 It'll be up on the screen as well it says my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So you can see there, they're, they're quick to anger, right? When they should be quick to listen to the word of God, right? If they were quick to listen to the word of God, they would hear that God is slow to anger, that he is abounding in steadfast love. And they would go, yeah, that's, that's what I want. That's what I desire. And so they would be obedient uh, and be conformed to the character of God. But they're, they're obviously they're not listening. Uh, instead, they're behaving in this worldly, unspiritual, human way, like the world around them. Right? And, and that way of living does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And, and so what are they to do about this? Well, I think it's, it's pretty obvious. They need to be listening to the word of God. And we see that as we have been transformed to listen and desire God's word, we must act upon that too. And so we must, we must listen then to be transformed. Or we must listen to God's word to be transformed. Or this is kind of how it flows. Like God has, has planted his word in us, his gospel word by the spirit. So we are, we are new, we are born again. Uh, but then on, on our part as Christians, we must humbly receive that word. Be the people God has called us to be. So have a look at verse 21. This is James's way of saying it. He says, Therefore get rid of all moral filth 
and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. So that, that word, that word uh, humility, uh, what does that mean? Uh, humility is about the posture of our hearts before God. Okay, it's the, it's the opposite of pride. I love C.S. Lewis's quote um, where he says that proud people are always looking down on others. And as long as you are looking down on others, you cannot see what is above you. Right? Transformed people are those who, who can see the God that is above them. Right? And when they see the God who is above them, who is glorious and holy, they see themselves as those who are sinful. Right? And it brings them to their knees. It humbles them before God. You might remember the tax collector in Jesus' parable who goes to the temple to pray, but he would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Right? That is someone who has been humbled by the word of God. Right? Someone who, who humbly accepts the word planted in them. They recognise they're a sinner in need of God's salvation. Right? And we're not just talking about salvation on the last day, like in the future, uh, on that judgment day, but we're talking about salvation today and every day. We, we need that. We need God to save us, to save us from our sin, to save us from Satan, to save us from the world around us. And so I think that's why when James says to humbly accept the word, he adds to it, which can save you. Right? Which can save you. Because that's what God wants for us. That's God's will for our lives. God, God means to save us. He wants to save us. And his salvation is to get rid of the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent in our lives and all around us. Right? The, the words he uses is like, it's like having old dirty clothes on that you take off and you just throw away. That's not who you are anymore. You get rid of that stuff and instead you're, you're put on Christ. You want to become more and more like him every day. And uh, the way that we do that, the way that we know God's will and we grow in obedience to it, is, is to read his word. Right? That's where God reveals these things to us. Right, it's, it's, it's like God's instruction manual for how to live for him. Okay? Uh, it's, it's got his commands, his purposes. Uh, it's got his thoughts and his heart for us to read about and learn. And so once we are those people who have been transformed by the spirit of God to listen to him and desire that, we must then listen to the word of God so that we might be transformed. That is God's will for our lives, that we be changed, that we become like Christ. And we do that more and more and more. And so we listen to be transformed. So hopefully already you can see just, just the importance of listening to God's word. But then it's, it's how we listen that is really the, the major concern of James here. How, how do we listen to the word of God? Because we've, we've already spoken about it. It's possible to hear the word of God and not be transformed, right? To deceive yourself. Deceive yourself into thinking that you are saved and you are being saved when really you are not. And so James, he wants to warn the church about this. So verse 22, he says that. Uh, he's warning them. He says, do not merely listen to the word 
and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Now, it is so true that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and not our works, not by the things that we do. But the faith that saves us, you might have heard this before, faith that saves is never alone. Right, James is going to say later in this letter that, that faith without works is a dead faith. It's not a genuine faith. Right, but, but a genuine faith, uh, when, it, when it hears the word of God, it, it listens and it does what God says. And so this is, the way to do this is to practice what we might call active listening. That's, that's what's what we're going to call it, but you can have a look at what James says. Active listening. James gives us this great illustration. James has so many great pictures in this book. Here's one of them. Uh, gives us a great illustration to explain uh, what it means to listen to the word of God. So verse 23. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Uh, my son Xavier is drawing pictures of what he hears today. Xavier, draw a man looking at his face in the mirror. All right? There we go. Good work, Xavier. Um, this, this man, he, he is a forgetful man. Uh, he is a forgetful man. He is a, he's a passive hearer of the word of God. Just comes in one ear and just out the other. No transformation for this person. I read one commentator who, who, kind of, who kind of put it like this as we think about our context. He said that the person like this uh, that, that is in our churches today, they think they have a relationship with God because they regularly attend church, go to Bible studies or read the Bible. But if their listening is not accompanied by obedience, their true situation before God is far different. Right now, contrast the uh, the passive hearer with the active listener. Verse twenty-five. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Right. So, firstly, here, active listeners look intently into the Word of God. I love that image. It's another one to draw. Uh, what it means is it, it means uh, to bend over for the purposes of looking to satisfy curiosity. Do you love that? I love that. Um, it made me think of, of an entomologist, um, you know, someone who looks at bugs, right? Probably made me think of that because we have an entomologist in our church, Matt Cunningham, uh, Roger's son. He loves bees. If you know Matt, you'll know that he loves bees. And if you're going to study a bee, uh, particularly an Australian bee, because they live in the ground, did you know that? I didn't know that. Um, if you're going to study a bee, you've got to, you've got to do a lot of bending over and looking. Okay, a lot of bending and looking, right, to see the colour, to see the shape, to see the behaviour of the bee, the anatomy, the parts, how they work together. Right, active listeners are like that with the Word of God. Right? They look intently into the Word. Right? They, they, they bend and they look and they study and they meditate and they consider what God is saying. And they're doing that 
not just to gain information, right, as if that were the goal of, of reading the Bible, just to know stuff, right, but they do that for transformation, right? The, the, the active listener is, is looking into the Word of God to see the glory of Christ, to know the will of God for their life, and then to be transformed in, in obedience to that. So to hear what he says and then, and then do what he says in obedience. Now you might hear the word obedience and just think, hang on, that doesn't sound like gospel to me. That doesn't sound like good news, obedience. That sounds like a prison. That sounds restrictive. That sounds like a burden you're, you're putting upon me. Right? But we've got to know obedience to God is not like that. In fact, it's the opposite. What, what does James call the word of God here in this verse? He calls it the perfect law that gives freedom. Right? So when, we are, when we're obedient to God, here's another picture, uh, we are like fish in water. Okay? A fish is restricted to the water, can't leave the water or it dies, but it is free in the water. It, it is where it is meant to be. It's where it belongs. The fish was created to be in the water, and be happy there. Right? And humans, we were created to live in obedience to God and to experience the freedom and the joy of obedience to God. The story of humanity is, though, that what did we do? We rejected that. We thought that we would be free without God's law. And it turned out we were not. We became slaves of sin. We became captive to Satan, to do his will is horrible. And so the good news is that Jesus came to save us, to die for our sin, to rise again, to set us free from sin, to bring us back into obedience of God, into the freedom that that brings and the joy that that brings. This is where we belong. Right? Listen to Jesus' words. You might know these words. Uh, from Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So, you know, obey me, listen to me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You'll find rest in obedience to Jesus. Right, so let's, let's not be those people who are deceived. Let's not be those passive listeners, those who, who forget who we are. Let's be active, right? looking intently into the word of God for the purposes of being transformed in obedience to the will of God. That is an active listener. And, and what happens when you're an active listener? Oh, look at that last line there. When you do the word of God, you'll be blessed in what you do. You'll be blessed. I think uh, James probably had Psalm 1 in mind when he's writing this, right? That, that tree planted beside streams of water. Uh, and, and that's an image I just want to leave us with today. Uh, it's an image that I love. Um, here's, my, here's my Facebook cover photo, right? You know those, the photo you put up and just forget about it? I did this back in 2007, um, and my brother made a comment on the side there saying, you know, significance, question mark. And my response was, Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Psalm 1 says this. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, 
and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted beside, planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Isn't, isn't that the picture of what James is talking about here? Um, and so if you're someone who has, who has been transformed by the Spirit of God, born again, you desire the righteousness of God, right, and you want to be listening to his word, this is what we must do. We must plant ourselves in the word of God. Plant yourself in the word of God. And, and just three things to finish with how we might uh, begin to do that and grow in that. So firstly, uh, plan to hear the word of God regularly. Okay, here on a Sunday, uh, in your growth groups, uh, in your personal Bible reading, hear, uh, plan to hear the word of God regularly. Okay, get in those blue columns, right? Make them go up. Um, there's, a, there's a great quote from Don Carson in uh, his book, Praying with Paul. You might know Don Carson, leader uh, in the church, guy from Canada. And he said this uh, about prayer, but you can turn it for Bible reading. He said, much praying is not done because we do not plan to pray. We do not drift into spiritual life or disciplined prayer. Right? It's the same with hearing the word of God. We're not just going to drift into that naturally. Like We have to plan to do it. We've got to make it part of our week and our, and our day and, and, our, and our year. Um, and so we have this great little book to help you do that. Um, it is called Personal Bible Reading, The Why, What and How. It's also on the website, so you can look it up there. This is just a great way to think about how I'm going to get myself into the Word regularly. Okay, and so plan to do that. Um, get started doing that or restart yourself in doing that. Plan to hear the Word of God. Uh, but of course, hearing the Word of God is not the goal. The goal is to be, to be listeners, Right, to be doers of the word. And so the second thing is, uh, when we're hearing the word of God, let's listen with humility. Listen with humility. And what I mean by that is, is to come to the word recognising God's will for your life is that you be transformed by the word. Right? And come to his word, submitting yourself to his will. James 4 verse 7, submit yourself to God. And so the way that I try and remind myself to do this, which might be helpful for you, is when I, when I come to the Word of God to read it or to hear it, uh, or particularly to read it, I'll picture a blank page. Blank page. That reminds me to pray. Now, if, this, if God is going to do his work on me through this Word to be transformed, uh, I must come praying, asking for that help. Right? Not to take out of it what I want, uh, but to hear what God is saying. And then to live in response to that, in obedience to that word. And so that really helps me to come with humility to the word of God. And of course, James reminded us last week that if, if we lack wisdom to ask God for wisdom, he loves to give it to us. All right? And so we come to the word of God, we are asking God to do his will, to change us. And then finally, uh, as we are coming to hear the word of God, we want to be those who listen with active intent. Active listeners. Listening with active intent, right? Bending over, looking into the word of God. Right? Be a bibliologist, okay? That's actually a word. Uh, be, be a studier of the Bible. Be a lover of the Bible. 
and not someone who just who just passively hears and just lets it sort of wash over you, but be be active. Okay, be someone who really is just longing and desiring to to see the glory of God in Jesus Christ, and someone who wants to respond with repentance and faith. Right, someone who really desires to walk in the freedom of obedience to God. Right, come come actively and with intent for God to do that work in your life. Right? Would, would you do that? Do you desire to do that, to plant yourself in the word of God? Well then, you know, don't leave today and just forget the things that we have heard and do nothing about it. Right? Plant yourself in the water of God's word. Keep, keep looking at it, keep listening to it, and, and keep doing what it says. Right? That is how we experience the joy of relationship with God through Jesus Christ and by his spirit. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, let us plant ourselves in the word of God this year. And let's pray now that God would do that work in us. Let's come to him and ask. Heavenly Father, we are thankful uh, that you have transformed us through the gospel of your Son and by your Holy Spirit. Father, first of all, we pray you'd forgive us uh, when we do not desire your righteousness like we should and live according to it. Instead, Father, we pray be quick to listen, uh, that we would humbly receive your word, which is able to save our souls. And we pray, Lord, that we would not be deceived but that you would teach us to meditate on your word day and night and to delight ourselves in it so that we might be those who are transformed by it, uh, those who are growing like Christ, persevering in faith, uh, persevering in obedience and living in the joy and freedom that that brings for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.